Podcast One. Do you reckon Willy Wonka would have used social media to grow his business? <laughs> you know, like selfies with Oompa Loompas, some behind-the-scenes action of the all-day gobstoppers being made? Well, we'll never know. But what we do know is that Australia's answer to Willy Wonka is all over social media. It's a scrum diddly umptious episode 524 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Yeah, I say, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim And welcome back to your weekly dose of sickly sweet marketing. I'm your host, Timbo Reid. You, infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner and you are so ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Big episode today. We meet a legal drug dealer. At least that's what he refers to himself as. Actually, he's a third-generation chocolate shop owner who attributes his ongoing success to his love of social media, and he's doing it so well, and he shares his secret sauce very shortly. This week's Monster Prize Draw winner has seen a massive increase in conversions. Her words, not mine, thanks to a simple idea picked up from this podcast. Plus, I let you in on next week's guest, who's slowly but surely building an iconic Aussie brand. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Hey, Dad. Um, it's Jack here. Just wondering um, if you have any idea where that six-pack of beers I had in the fridge um, have gone. Last time I checked, Pale Ale only had hops, not legs. Um, anyway... If you have any idea, give me a buzz. Bye on. <laughs> oh, it's good to have a son who's almost as funny as I am. Jack, thank you for that message, mate. Uh, to everyone else, you may be wondering, what's that all about? Well, he clearly, my son has clearly got hold of the number that I share with you, my precious listener, for you to call me and tell me how your business is going, how, what marketing's working for you. Maybe you've got a question for me. Maybe you just want to tell me, where do you listen to this show and why? Anything. Call me, 0480-015-150. Leave your business name, your website address. I might just play it on an upcoming episode. And that, my friend, is some free publicity for you. Now, I first saw today's guest, Johnny Capos, or Chocolate Johnny, as he loves to be known, keynote speaking at a conference I was also speaking at about five years ago. His knowledge and experience about how to use social media to grow a business was quite impressive, so impressive that if you didn't know he was a third generation chocolate shop owner, it would have been reasonable to have thought he was from some fancy digital marketing agency. Johnny owns Perfection Chocolates and Sweets in Sydney's Rose Bay, a business his grandfather started in 1939. And he prides himself on being an early adopter and practitioner of most social media channels. In particular, his use, I've got to tell you, of live streaming has been instrumental in keeping this classic family-run business alive. Not only has he built a strong business and personal brand using these social channels, but he's been very, very clever in converting his tens of thousands of followers into loyal paying customers from around the world and not just around the corner. So I started off by asking Chocolate Johnny what his favourite chocolate treat is. At the moment, I'm making this amazing peanut butter sandwich and it's milk chocolate layered with our salted caramel, then layered with white chocolate, then layered with tons of homemade peanut butter, then encapsulated and cased with our beautiful dark chocolate and uh, I made it for fun, and uh, I've got to tell you, it's selling like hotcakes. Johnny, is it called the uh, the Heart Stopper? Mm. <laughs> no, mate, I've got other products that do that. Don't you worry. <laughs> 
that product that you just described, in days gone by of political incorrectness, would have got you on a current affair for trying to kill half the Australian population. Sugar has just, you know, there are bloody documentaries on sugar that have taken over the world and sugar's a bad thing. And it must have had some impact on your business or given you a bit of grief along the way. Yeah, it did. And it's funny that I watched that doco about sugar and even my wife, we were sitting watching it going, no chocolate, no chocolate. And really there was just that tiny little bit of chocolate on there. And I'm like, yes, see, chocolate's not that bad for you. It's actually the sugar they put mm. in the chocolate. Well, it's, it's like I would say to my kids, Johnny, uh, there's someday foods. It's all in moderation, mate. You know that. When we were younger too, it's all in moderation. Yeah, just enjoy. I would rather you eat less of my product, savor it and eat it, you know, spaced out three days a week instead of eating one big chunk of it. Don't believe you, but anyway, sounded sounded impressive. <laughs> so, Johnny, let's talk about the family business. We're really here to talk about social media because you're smashing it on on various levels with the social media for a, a little chocolate shop in downtown Sydney. But the family business started in 1939. It was a milk bar, and I have seen some photos of it back then. It looked awesome. It just brought back so many fond, loving childhood memories. So just indulge me and those listeners of age who would also love to hear what that family business was like at the start. It was, um, like you said, mate, it was that classic old style milk bar. We had booths in there. We had soda fountains so you could come and get your lime spiders. I think you'd remember that. Coke spiders. Yes. Uh, We made all our own chocolates and sweets and we made them out the back. In fact, where I am sitting right now. And we made milkshakes. We had sweets. We had candies. We And was there, was there the classic counter where all the, the mixed lollies were and, you know, the kids would come in and go, I have five of those, uh, two of those. No, 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 no. Four of those, three of those. <laughs> it's like, and you ended up spending 20 cents. Yeah. They were, you, I remember we, my dad, we used to import all these beautiful candies from the UK and then, you know, we had the snakes and you had the frogs and, and then we were always back then had once we, I think my dad and I were a little bit one step forward and we would chocolate coat the snakes or Ooh. chocolate coat the ripe raspberries and they love that stuff. So, so, so classic old milk bar in 1939, you are third generation, Johnny, describe the shop and the customer experience in 2020. Do you know what, Tim? We haven't changed a thing we still make you feel part of the perfection chocolate family. You walk in, hypothetically, Tim, I've never met you before. You walk in, hi, how are you going? How can I help you? And then we do a sneaky thing. If you order a hot chocolate or a, or a mocha and that, we write your name on it, but not like the other mob write it wrong. We write it r- correctly. So <laughs> yeah. we'll write your name, Timbo. And that's how our staff get to remember your name because it's all about feeling part of something. We all want to be loved and appreciated. And um, I had a lady the other day, I'd never seen her before. I'd seen her walk past every day. She finally started coming in. She said, you know, I walked in here, you greeted me, you remembered my coffee, you remembered my name. You guys, all of you, not just you, but your whole team made me feel loved. And I went, that's perfect. Mission accomplished. Make me feel loved. That's the end point. Isn't that awesome? That's it, mate. So you go to work every day. Do, do you somehow instill that into your staff or is that too hard? When I interview them now, the, one of the first things I do is I actually don't look at their resume at the start. I sit them down and I say to them, so if say it's a, a, a girl, I say, what is your favorite store? Where would you like to be right now? And she says, oh, I love Zara or I love jeans, whatever. I love the Versace. And I said, okay, you've been waiting to go in. You walk in and you're excited to buy something. And all of a sudden you see five of the staff members sitting around talking. You wait one minute. You wait two minutes. After a while, you start thinking, hang on, who am I? Why aren't you looking at me? Why aren't you paying attention to me? So with the staff, I asked them, how would you feel? And they go, oh, we would feel like crap. I said, exactly. You are not to make the feel the customers like crap. I want you straight away. So the girls or the staff or the team might be doing something. We might be you know, making stuff. Or the, As soon as we see someone, bang, I don't care who, 
anyone, anyone, excuse me. Hi, hey, g'day, hey, can we help you? Listen, I'll be with you in a moment. Don't worry. Or, you know, and they just like, wow, okay, great. There is no sell. We do not put the pressure. What do you want to buy? We always ask, how can I help you? Why is that so hard for a lot of businesses? Because we, as as customers, we walk into other businesses and we, you and I, we're both in marketing at some varying degrees and it's like, we, we've got our radar on for that. I have all the time and I'm just, maybe it's part of why I do this show so we can educate other business owners not to fall into the trap of offering poor customer service. But customer service is free. It's sort of self-explanatory, isn't it? Like it isn't rocket science and yet at the most basic level, so many get it wrong. What's that about, Johnny? It's so easy. My dad used to say to me, same energy you have to put a smile on your face is the same energy you have to put a frown on your face. Yeah. You know what it's like, Tim. You know, like you said, we're in the public. The truth is we all have a bad day, everyone. Of course. We all have it and it's understandable. And people come into the shop and I've had a bad day and I sometimes just suck it up and just go, okay, I can get through this. But sometimes I can't. And because you've built that trust, you've built that relationship, you've built your business, the customer or your, your, the client will say to you, hey, it's your turn. Are you okay? How can I help you? You've helped me so much. You've helped me so much. You've listened to me whinge and moan and groan about my family, this, that, the other. You know, we're psychologists. I should have done a degree in psychology. Well, you probably don't need to, mate. You'd probably be just as useful, you know. I might test you out later. Put the feet up and, you know. I think one of the biggest things and all these companies, whether they're massive or, or one-person operator, if you're a solo operator right now, it's customer service. Hey, look, I'm really sorry about that product. I want to apologize. Take it on the chin. Be humble. And it's not your fault. And if it is, deal with it. Yeah. Swallow the pill, you know, just deal with it. It's not a, not a big thing. Uh, I've covered it with Jay Bear, who came on the show a few years ago. He wrote a book called Hug Your Haters. And that was basically- yeah, I know Jay. A, a, awesome guy. Uh, in fact, wrote the forward to my book, which I was very chuffed about. Now, he, he talks about hugging your haters. There's so much to learn from those who we piss off. Yeah. You just need to handle it in a mature way. And, you know, even as marketing manager at Flight Centre in years ago in my previous life, and I've told this story again and again, but when I would speak to an irate customer that got escalated beyond the store to me in my mahogany corner office, Johnny, my mahogany corner, <laughs> um, I would just ring the customer and they'd say, well, the buddy, you know, your agent never called me. I'd ring the agent and say, why'd you call them? Why didn't you call them? They said, oh, I had nothing to tell them. I said, call them and tell them you got nothing to tell them because then at least you are on the, they know you're, you're on the radar. Interesting. So, so simple. Yeah, yeah it so seems simple. to be so complicated. Now, Johnny, your, your business, uh, Perfection Chocolates, you have a store. It has been there since 1939. You have an incredible array of chocolates. You make coffees, your milkshakes. You've got all that stuff going on. I'm guessing you have um, you have a wholesale division as well in in the in the back there. You are wholesaling to other stores, department stores, restaurants. I don't know. What I'm interested in, Johnny. And my son used to ask me this when he was doing business management in final year of school. We'd drive around, he'd go, Dad, how does that shop make money? And i go, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they're just happy to make a little bit of money. Maybe they're going broke. But I look at a business like yours and I don't expect you to reveal all your numbers. Feel free to. But where is, where is the money in a, in, a, in a store like yours? We're really lucky. We are a retailer, we're a wholesaler, and we're a manufacturer. I cover the three groups. And of course, I make a product that really I'm a legal drug dealer. So <laughs> I've got people. <laughs> That's, I'm going to put that in the show notes against your name. Forget Johnny Capos Perfection Chocolates. It's going to be Johnny Capos Legal Drug Dealer. Love it. So we don't manufacture here on the, on, on the shop premises anymore. Many, many years ago, we had a property and we built a factory there just so we could expand and, you know, Retail's fantastic, but it's evolving and changing. And I'm really lucky. My dad, unfortunately, passed away 12 years ago, but he was quite an innovator and I think he passed it on to me. And I'm, I believe I'm an innovator and a, um, 
I've got foresight in in all these products and the way business runs. So we built the wholesale side to it. We built the retail side to it and we built the um, manufacturing side to it. So the money is also that we wholesale to, like you said, we used to supply David Jones. We used to supply Grace Brothers or, you know, Maya. We don't do that anymore because the margins aren't in it for us anymore. Um, the retail store, even in the pandemic, and we'll talk about uh, that in a little bit, is going really well. Um, but we've had our tough times. Manufacturing from scratch to the end point is really where you can make some really good money of these. And we manufacture in bulk. So if you guys watch my Instagram story or my uh, Instagram live that I did today with my wife, you know, we had 45 kilos of chocolate dark marshmallow. So that the money's there. And then also, you know, your customers. So the answer to the question is unlike other businesses, like, because I've, it was sort of my question was sort of pointed at how does a cafe make money or how does a chocolate shop make money? But behind the scenes, you, you own the whole value chain. Yeah. You're going from manufacturing to wholesaling to retailing to, I guess, online, bit of merch, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so you're owning, spreading your risk across those three channels. Spreading the risk of retail, wholesale, manufacturing. Have you ever been tempted? Well, there is a great saying. I was, I was trying to find it on Google, but I couldn't find it. So maybe I made it up, but isn't it like the first generation makes the money, yeah. the second generation it, second spends, spends it. it, third generation, Johnny, but he loses it. Um, I, I don't <laughs> want to jinx your brother, uh, but and clearly you're doing really well. Um, but um, have you been tempted to, you know, I imagine agents have knocked at your door going, Johnny, I've got a shop for you down the yeah. road, mate. Come on. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. What, what, what's, what's the mindset around expansion? So on on the first thing for yeah I've had people knock on you on the door I want to buy you out I want to buy you out I don't there's heaps of tire kickers um, and I've got a ridiculous price on it someone might buy it one day great what what's your mindset around that because I look at it 1939 so what's that 61 81 year old business this is incredible what I guess what fascinates me what what, what I'm curious about is in fact, envious. I'm going to go as far as to say I'm envious, Johnny, that you have this just beautiful old-fashioned business that you have grow, you've maintained, you've grown, you've honoured what your 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 ancestors set up, uh, and you're just really happy with it. You got a beautiful smile on your face. You're a happy guy. I don't know what's going on underneath. You might be bloody paddling like a mad, like a duck. I don't know, but. And I think it's beautiful and expansion, you know, can be so enticing and seductive, yet it can also be so destructive. Yeah. Uh, and and you know what, mate, if I was paddling and sometimes I, um, and you know that I speak as well, I'm not afraid to tell people that I struggled to pay the school fees two years ago because things were tough. Yeah, you, you, We've got to be transparent because we can't have this image that everything's perfect and it's not. The expansion side to it, we tried it actually, to be honest with you, many, many years ago. We tried to get into franchising. Oh, yeah. I opened up a store in Double Bay, oh. opened up another store. You did? Yeah. Yeah. And I did it wrong. You know, and Westfield approached us. They wanted more stores. I had a concept and it's sort of similar to what Max Brenner did. And the truth is, I just didn't have the money. Did you have the passion or were you kidding yourself? Uh, 100% had the passion. 100%. I, I, my dream was to have the factory that I have, but 10 times bigger, me on my Harley, pulling up into my uh, into the driveway, more walking into the factory. G'day, guys. How I get my stuff on, making chocolate, watching it all ship out and, uh, you know, doing that type of thing. Well, it's a little bit smaller, but that's fine. The expansion side to it was tough because I didn't do it right. And that's my mistake. What was the fundamental thing you got wrong? I didn't have my T's crossed, my I's dotted. I just let anyone get in. I didn't do the the numbers correctly. That was my biggest thing. Great running it through your shop, but when you're going to that next level into someone else's shop and giving them a percentage and letting them make some money, oh, it didn't work. Plus, I didn't have a contract properly in place. They started bringing other products in that were just not complementary to our image and our stuff. So that candid, you know, I didn't lose much, but you know, it was a bloody great learning experience. So, so has it, has it, has it scared you off? You're going to say, if you do it again, it hasn't scared you off the idea of maybe someday growing the business beyond what it is? No, it hasn't scared me. It's made me more passionate because I know what to do next time. Next time I won't franchise it. 
I will, I will own every store, but I will pay these people tons of money. I just need to make a little bit. I just need a little bit. 50 stores, make a little bit and the rest give it to them because they're going to make it go grow. The more they, the more that business turns over, they're going to make more money. And that's how I, I, I see it doing very, very well. And, and I go back, Johnny, to what it is that you sell and what your brand stands for and the vibe, if I were to quote a line from the wonderful Australian film, The Castle, it's just the vibe. But in our troubled times where, you know, putting aside the pandemic, you know, even before then, you know, the world, it's crazy, it's busy. And, you know, the lovely values that a shop like Perfection Chocolate stands for are, are going to be more and more and more in demand. And I think, you know, you're poised, you always will be poised to give people a little opportunity. It's like you're like an island in a world of craziness. Come into perfection and everything will be okay. Mate, we go back to that customer service. That's how we want people to feel. I mean, it's like going back to that legal drug. They come in, they get their injection, they like walk out <laughs> fly, floating, They've, they feel loved. You know, my wife and I are together from 6.30 in the morning and, you know, we've been married for so many years. We've got three beautiful children. You know, we're in debt as well. Plus, we're, we've done well and we haven't. But we still go, hi, how are you? G'day, you know, this, that, the other. And, mm. you know, she, we might have had a, an, a disagreement. We don't argue. We have a disagreement. She always wins and I just keep smiling. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so paradise. people come in they're like, yep, John's doing the right thing. Yeah. Johnny, you want to talk social media? Last question before we do that is around Willy Wonka. One of my, possibly my favourite film. Uh, I prefer Gene Wilder to Johnny Depp, but I thought Johnny Depp was awesome. Is it a film that you love? And do you see yourself as the Willy Wonka of Sydney? Yeah, totally. You know, I grew up with that movie and I was always in Saturday morning before I had to go to rugby, you know, play rugby or before I went to soccer, I had to quickly run down to the shop, make a peanut brittle with my dad at six in the morning. Then I got on the bus. So everyone says, oh, you smell like peanut brittle. You smell like caramel. (laughs) So when that movie, I mean, the book's, you know, a classic and I've read the book so many times. Who's the most famous person that's walked into your shop? Gosh, uh, five prime ministers. Really? Malcolm Turnbull, Sir John Gorton, Bob Hawke, John Howard, Scott Morrison I did an interview with. Yeah, five of them. And I interviewed Malcolm Turnbull on my live show and I interviewed Scott Morrison on my live show. Uh, Russell Crowe, Barbara Streisand's eating my product, uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, um, Bruce Springsteen. You know, right, sorry, right, I didn't. I didn't, wasn't looking for an, uh, wasn't wasn't looking for a list of Hollywood A A listers <laughs> or anything. Anyway. I tell you, my favourite <laughs> one. Awesome. Though, one of my favourites is is the Pope, and we didn't know. We had we had a guy come in. He didn't walk into your shop, did he? No, he didn't. He did. No, no. We had a guy walk in, and he was dressed in not federal police, but uh, you know, he had a lapel that was part of the federal whatever. You know the. Commonwealth. He said, I need two kilos of your strawberry creams. I went, okay. I said, no, you have to make them by Thursday. They have to be specially made. You can't. All right, fine. Not a problem. Who they for? He said, just make them. <laughs> I'm like, this guy was pretty stern. He said, I'll pay for them now. Yep, fine. Anyway, he took them, came the next Thursday, took them away. And then he, um, <laughs> I read in the paper on the Friday or Saturday, Pope or whoever was came to Australia and loved the trip there. Yeah, and he loved his favorite strawberry creams. I went, holy cow. That was me. Five. <laughs> now, Johnny, let's talk social media because you have really embraced it as a way of promoting Perfection Chocolates. And I love that because you're a little player, a little small business, not a big marketing budget. But what I see in my travels, even in 2020, is the amount of small businesses that think social media is a silver bullet to cure all their marketing woes is a trap. And I want to put an end to that trap and find out how you're making best use of social media. Can you reflect back on the time when you first discovered it and thought, oh, hang on, this is made um, for Johnny, I, I Johnny think, Chocolate? I think it was when, I think if you call your website social media, let's start there. I remember when I said to my dad, dad, there's this thing called the internet. Dad, there's a thing called a website. I need $25,000. Yeah. He's like, make more Peter Brittle, son. <laughs> he, said, he said, what are you talking about? I said, dad, I want $25,000. i am buying a website. 
is a house? <laughs> no, dad, it's not a house. If it's not a house, you're not getting the money. I said, all right, dad. <laughs> anyway, so we didn't make the, we, uh, that's when I heard about it. And then of course, cha- the price changed, economies of scale changed, everyone started. And so, you know, I think we built our website for a few thousand dollars and my dad gave me the money for that. YouTube came along. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know, what's it, 12, 14, 15 years ago, Tim, yeah, this all started? I'm an early adopter. I, I'm an innovator. I, I love it. I get passionate about it. I, I, I look at a, an app and I go, how can I use it for my perfection chocolates? Wow. How can I use it? What can I utilize? How can I make it grow? The truth is, everyone, we're here to make money. Right, we're on this podcast listening to Tim because we want to make money—a better way, an easier way, a quicker way. We work hard, work smart, make some money. So I did uh, a YouTube. I mean, they got thirty-five thousand views, and I didn't pursue it a lot. Then, of course, came along Facebook, got on that. Um, then you had the ability to put on your um, your business, and then came along Instagram six, seven years ago. So you just keep trying stuff. That's really interesting that you say you look at an app and you wonder how it can make you money because uh, I, I could argue that is just a distraction. That's like bright, you've got bright, shiny object syndrome, which is like you get distracted. You know, so t- and I know you're going to talk to us about TikTok shortly, but it's like, oh, TikTok. Everyone's talking about TikTok. I better go over there. Oh, hang on. TikTok's not what it used to be. I better go to Snapchat. Back, better go back to... Fa- it's like, whoa. It's one of the things that I would counsel against. Clearly, you've proved me wrong, but it, you do run the risk of running down rabbit holes for no return. Mate, and I've done it. What I do could be good for me and a few others. And me talking to um, Tim right now, telling everyone to do it could not work for them. I tell people, yes, they should try it because their certain business, their service, you know, can be adapted to that platform. Some don't work on some platforms. So don't do it. Try it. Next. Try it. Next. And I know you go around that rabbit hole, but give it some time. Then you find one that really stands out. I I tend to use three apps all the time. I think you need to spread it around three. The rest you give away. You go back to it occasionally. Before you tell us what those apps are, just at top line, what do you love about social media as a marketing channel for your business? I love the community I've built. It's a community. It's a, I, everyone says, oh, I have my followers. I call you my mates. And on some platforms, I've got 38,000 followers, mates, and some platforms, I've got 3,000. Some platforms, I've got a couple of hundred. But combined... That's the Perfection Chocolate family. And, you know, like you asked me before, from Perfection Chocolates has become, that's my brand. But in turn, Chocolate Johnny's become a brand. People want to see the CEO. All right, I know some people like Telstra and all that don't want, but there's some, most people want to see the face, the voice. Voice is so important now. You know that because we do, well, you do this and people want to hear the voice. Well, as a, as a small business owner, you know, the opportunity of putting your face out there, putting your head above the trench, it is a point of difference, you know? And so we talked about this a few weeks ago on an episode where there are a lot of small business owners that are hesitant to do that. They might be embarrassed, you know, they're waiting for a good hair day or whatever. They don't like the sound of their voice. It's like, get over it, you know, get over it. Johnny, um, likes, clicks, sh- or likes, comments, shares, they don't pay the mortgage. No. They don't pay the no. school fees. So, so quantify for us how social media does pay the school fees for perfection so chocolates. What so what you need to do is get on these platforms and where is your money made? Is your money made on your website? Is your money on your online merch, online product, online services? Do you have a course? Um, are you a service? Do you sell chocolates? Do you sell, um, are you a masseuse? Are you, you know, that's, you get on these platforms and you guide the people. Most people who are watching on social media want to be told what to do. Don't, sh- don't sell anything. Show them. Don't sell it. Just show them. Mm-hmm. Guide them. Funnel them in. Like, like, like hurting people. Come on, guys. Have a look. This is what I got. This is what I have today. Can you give me an example? Give us an example. So you're saying social me- you, you use social media to guide your people, your tribe, to the spot 
where they can open their wallet and buy from you. So give us an example of how you've done that. Because social media is global, right? You know. So I love live streaming. I think, Tim, you know this. I absolutely crave live. Get me in front of a bloody camera and let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I know some people don't. And I know people struggle. But I'll give you an example with live streaming. G'day, everyone. This is Chocolate Johnny. We are live here at Perfection Chocolates. How are you guys? Tell me where you're coming from. Tell me what you're watching. Where are you? Hey, you guys. I want you to have a look. Look, we're making these round freckles right now and you can see the girls pouring it on. Oh gosh, we've made 10 extra. What are we going to do with them? I know we've got to sell them. So um, look, I'm going to put them on, on the website. I know they're $29.95, but um, I think on the website, we've got them at 20. Look, if you guys want to go in there, have a look. The website is here. Let me let me zoom in to our website. Here it is here, perfectionchocolates.com.au. But the thing is, I know I'm saying a lot, but I'm also engaging Tim. So, you know, people will be asking questions. I ask people, where are you talking? What are you doing? What's your favorite chocolate? What are you watching right now? Oh, I love this chocolate. Oh, come and have a look. And people then love engaging. I make them feel happy. And they go, where's your website? I show them. I don't sell them. I just show, just show, just show. And, it, and anyone can do it. We can all show our product. Behind the scenes, yeah, Tim, we're all bloody voyeurs. You know that. We love, you know, that's why... Um, Sp- speak for yourself, Johnny. <laughs> we love reality TV, but live streaming and social media is the real reality TV now. We see the bloopers. We love people dropping stuff. We love the behind the scenes. I love, people love seeing me. Okay, I've got a nice shirt on today because I'm doing an interview with Tim. But usually I'm wearing my my hairnet with my glasses and my, my uh, <laughs> chocolate coat on and my gloves. And, you know, it's not the most appealing, but do I care? No. Do my 1,000 viewers or one viewer care? No. They, I've built um, the relationship, I built the trust, and I build the business. So, you know, you, you just guide them. You, you tell them what they want to hear. And and people want to hear everything. You just tell the story. Uh, I know we spoke last week as we were building up to this interview about um, Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, which is basically give, 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 and then ask. Do you, I guess you subconsciously do it these days, but the idea of, you know, giving, just having that conversation, where are you? What are you up to? How's your day? Blah, blah, blah. And just having that lovely conversations with your with your community. And then at a point in time, you go, hey, listen, we've made too many freckles. Go over to my website and buy them. So it's that little, you, you've built it enough. Um, Steve Kobe in, in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talks about the emotional bank account and you've got to deposit a lot into the emotional bank account before you stick your hand out to, to take from it. And that's the principle that you're following, I guess. We do so many giveaways, Tim. My wife even goes crazy. What are you giving away? I said, honey, I'm giving some more chocolate away. And we give away, ton. I think in one year, I gave away close to $10,000 worth of chocolate. Now, I, I and, and that could range from someone that I know is in need. And, and I do a giveaway on Instagram, say. So we put it up and go, hey, we are giving away $100 worth of chocolate, but I want this from you. I want you to follow me. I want you to like me. And I want you to bring a friend along to the chocolate party. And, and it happens and the, we grow and grow. And then what happens? That person gets it. They publish it. Out of that, I always get a sale, another sale. And they go, oh, I saw what you gave away. I want to do it. One of the best ones that we do is a 24-day virtual uh, advent calendar. Every day I get on live and I re- feature one of my products. G'day, guys. This is our chocolate apple, blah, blah, blah. This is day one. And I put it in a box. Day two is this, three, four, five. At day 20, I say, oh, by the way, did you know I'm giving this away? What? What? I said, yeah, we're going to give it away to some lucky person. And then I, oh, okay. But you've got to do me a favor. I want you to tell your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mother, your father, your brother, blah, blah, blah. And they just all of a sudden, yes, yes, yes. They, they end up staying. I give it away, mate. Honestly, could you imagine? It's 24 bags of $10 product. They love it. So it's so easy for these small businesses to implement little things. 
So that's that's that old rule, Johnny, of um, high perceived value to the recipient, in this case your audience, at a low cost to the giver, which is you. And that's a magic equation because the gap there is what people, what excites people. Johnny, you mentioned there are three social media channels that you are particularly fond of at the moment. I'd like to work through them and tell us why you use it and what gets you the most engagement on it. So what are we going to start with? Okay, number one, the number one at the moment is TikTok, which is my favourite. Explain it, explain TikTok and explain how you're using it because it's very new and I haven't had a TikTok discussion on the podcast yet. Okay, sorry to, to break the news. It's not new. It uh, originally started as an app five, six years ago called Musical.ly. And then a company, TikTok, which is Yun in China, bought it out by dance, bought out Musical.ly and incorporated that into it. So I've been using it for about four or five years wow. as Musical.ly and it, it emigrated into um, TikTok. Uh, and what I was doing was predominantly with Chocolate Johnny. Then I decided I don't have a perfection chocolate TikTok account. And I looked at it. And yes, there are young people dancing and there are young people doing this and young people doing that. And everyone gets turned off thinking, this is not my demographics. What's happened is um, a few influencers, and of course, my, our superhero, Gary V says, you've got to get onto it. And I was already on it, but I was started, all I did was watch it. And in January of 2020, only January, I decided to create Perfection Chocks on TikTok. And I just showcased chocolate to the music, did funny things with the staff. One of the staff came and choked me as a joke, but she actually choked me more than I should have been choked. And I'm like, I'm about to pass out. It was a joke. <laughs> and that went viral. Did it show chocolate? No. So with TikTok, you need to be a little bit creative. Give, give us, what is it? I, I, you know, I, saw, I, I refuse to go there because I just don't want another social media in my life. I've actually already been kicked off Facebook and Instagram, not my fault, but uh, a story for another time. Uh, what is TikTok? Um, it's a short form video, 15 seconds to 60 seconds. And you can do a video with music background. You can have a virtual background. You can use someone else's audio, which is very popular. Um, Will Smith might've said something and you can put your, vo your mouth um, over him and stuff like that. I I've seen a lot of people who are social media marketers giving social media tips. There's a doctor on there who does skincare. There's a chiropractor who teaches how to do chiropractic, you know, whatever. There's a chocolate guy, me, putting people's names in chocolate. Um, there's a podcaster who teaches you how to podcast properly. So you've got a big array of people doing it. And it's basically, in a nutshell, it's Snapchat and Instagram on adrenaline. Oh God, that's just what we need. Another hit of dopamine or whatever it is that these things give us. It's short video, audio, and you can work with it really, really easily. Okay. Next social channel, is it Insta? Yeah, Insta. Insta's the, Insta's the home to everyone. I love it. What do you love I about love it? I love it and I don't like <laughs> On Instagram, isn't it funny? On TikTok, I can be, I feel like I can be me on TikTok. And that's how I felt on Snapchat. On Instagram, it seems like you have to be a little bit more polished. Um, you know, it has to look. Is that may is that maybe a reflection of you've got the most followers on Insta, so therefore the audience is bigger, so you feel like you're more under the under the microscope. I've got, I've got the most followers on TikTok now. Have you really? Since January 2020. Oh, you've been on it for Musical.ly for years. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Perfection Chocolates hasn't. Chocolate Johnny was on it prior. Perfection Chocolates only started like eight months. And in eight months, I'm at 5,700 followers. And some of my videos have got half a million views. I mean, we've got three or four at, you know, altogether 2.2 million views. Whereas on, Peri on, gosh, Instagram, we've been doing it for six, seven years. We're only at 3,500 followers. And I've only had one video go viral at half a million. That was years ago. Johnny, does it, is it important that your followers uh, within like a, I don't know, a 20 kilometre radius, which is probably pretty impossible given the, the global nature of social media, or where's the benefit of having 7,000 followers if 80% of them are in North America for a shop that's in Rose Bay? 
Hey guys, thanks for following. I really appreciate it. Oh, by the way, our shopping cart's open and we are now shipping with DHL. And so we would love to offer you a 10% discount if you are in North America. We'll see you there. Boom, that's good, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, Chocolate Johnny, if he can't turn you on, you've got no switches. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you, basically, Tim, you cater for your audience. With Insta, what are you doing? You're posting pictures? Are you doing Insta Live? Are you doing stories? How do you mix it up? What's most impactful? Instagram, good old Mark Zuckerberg, who Instagram owns Instagram, is a very smart. He's not the one of the wealthiest and smartest boys in the world for, you know, doing this. He's very smart. Instagram is Instagram posts, which is your feed, your photos. You got video on Instagram now. You got Instagram Live, which I do all the time. You've got Reels, which is TikTok copied. And then also you've got IGTV, which is Instagram's version of YouTube, all in a nutshell. How do you choose which one to do? (laughs) On Instagram, it's easy. What he's done, he's very smart. He now integrated all of them under one platform. So now you can do a, a TikTok and you can put that onto your feed. You can put that onto your Instagram live, uh, not live, your Instagram story. You can put it onto your Instagram IGTV. You can, you can cross-pollinate. Yes, that's the word. I don't like to use those words because <laughs> most of our small business owners go, what the hell did they just say? Come on, mate. I'm a marketing, I'm a marketing wanker. What, are, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's you guys who have made it hard you know? for What do you mean you know? Don't say you know. You don't have to I agree know, with that. It's like, Tim, you're not. You're not. You're down to earth. I've got to sit and explain it to these poor shopkeepers and shop owners. <laughs> what did he say? I said, look, all it is is just doing one to the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Johnny, your third social media channel that uh, you couldn't live without? Facebook and Equal Third is my uh, Periscope, my live stream. Two different ones. So, okay, explain how you use each of those. Oh, Facebook is, I think, the home of of every small... If you're in small business right now, ladies and gentlemen, please start a Facebook page with your business on it. It is very important. Very, very important. Um, Facebook's fantastic because you can do so much on there. Uh, Once you get really good at it or you create a good team or find someone who can do Facebook ads, they are so cheap. Very cheap. Cheaper than putting an ad in the local paper that some people still do. Don't do it. You can, with your Facebook ads, you can drill it down to women at the age of from 21 to 35 who live 350 meters away from your shop so they can buy the latest lingerie. They could buy the latest handbags. They, you're selling you, lingerie now. No. Chocolate, long, <laughs> Chocolate edible lingerie. Hey, <laughs> hey you are, a good you're idea. a thinking man. <laughs> At the end of it, it all melts away. <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> it's hot. It's damn hot. Uh, it's good, Johnny. I like your thinking. Classic, mate. Classic. Yeah, okay. Bad. Yeah, bad I know. Team. I know. It's why, it's why most of my audience are men. <laughs> It's like, come on, Tim, stop being such a bloke. Um, Facebook, okay. You mentioned Periscope. I've had uh, Periscope's come up a couple of times in the last few weeks. Been around for a while. It's Twitter's version for live streaming. Live streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So 2015, we saw the the, the massive influx of live streaming. We got it down to a mobile phone and uh, two companies, Meerkat, came out and Twitter didn't buy it then, but they had Periscope and it was an amazing platform for me. It really um, solidified, five years ago, it really solidified building the Chocolate Johnny brand and it's where I made quite a substantial amount of money um, selling my product. A perfect example on on live streaming once, I had 110,000 viewers watching me make make caramel. At the end of it, I didn't sell. I just showed. I engaged. I mean, the, 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 the hearts and the things were all going up. I could hardly keep up. And I sold nearly $4,000 worth of product. Oh, that's really good. 110,000. I mean, that's a significant audience. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a Coldplay concert yeah. <laughs> at a stadium. Oh, yeah, that's right. I never <laughs> even thought of it. I was just like, hi, everyone. G'day, Dave. Pete. I'm in- hi, Eva. How are you going? Oh, I'm making channels. They're all ask questions, and the questions are going like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
gosh, this is so much fun. I want more. Johnny, need to wrap things up, buddy, but I am interested. Uh, COVID has impacted us all. What's been the biggest impact and what have, what's been your biggest pivot? Pivoted heavily onto Uber Eats, pivoted to DoorDash, pivoted into what we call contactless delivery. Uh, my 18-year-old son, I feel sorry for him because he was a took a gap year from his university degree and uh, decided to travel the world in January and didn't. So did mine. Exactly the same as mine, mate. He he got to to Mumbai two and a half weeks in and and COVID hit and I'm like, Jack, get home, mate. Well, we flew from Montreal to to Australia because my wife's Canadian and he was ready to leave a few weeks later and never even got to the airport and has been making Ah. chocolates with his old man and delivering chocolates around the eastern suburbs. So So, so these pivots, Johnny, have they kind of... It's been a, a, a pleasant surprise to go, oh, hang on, these are parts of our business that we should have been doing years ago. Yeah, 100%. And so we now are starting to offer a, a free delivery service. So at 7 o'clock, uh, sorry, 5.30 we close and at 6 o'clock we'll deliver your product. You just tell us where and these are the days. So that's worked very well. We have a rear lane. So people come past, ring us, we'll drop off your product, con- contactless. The other thing too is now we're doing what we call a membership site. Every month, you're going to get your $50 gift box of chocolate. Love it. And every month, it's going to be a different product. That's a great idea. Oh, maybe like um, Dollar Shave Club, you know, get your get your blade sent once a month. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. I, I, that, I think that'll be a huge success, the membership site. Well, hopefully when the corporates all go back, um, I can start delivering to them as well because, I, you know. Yes. And, and COVID, like you said, mate, it's really affected people. And this is where people, if you're listening, guys, and this is where you really need to take a deep breath. And I know it's tough. I know it is. I, I, it's been tough for me as well. Our factory, Tim, I, I didn't tell you this, but our factory had to close down because we had no wholesale. We had no corporate. We had no export. And so I had staff that I had to find jobs for. Uh, we're back a little bit now, but you know, I just want you guys to sit back and just take, take a few moments and think of what you could do. Think of a little bit out of the box because there's customers out there waiting for your product. Couldn't agree more. And in some cases, more than ever, uh, you just got to kind of fight the little man on the shoulder that says, this is terrible. This is doomsday. And, and it is. For some businesses, it is. But for others who are wondering what to do, yeah, the, the, the opportunity to innovate, to pivot, overused word, but to, to, you know, to look at doing business differently, it's been forced upon us and it's awesome. Johnny, it's a great story, mate. Uh, third generation. Uh, don't lose it. Keep it going. Hand it over to the sun, or you know, it'd be great to get to a hundred years. Hundred years. I mean, clearly, you're only nineteen years away. I'll tell my son you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but we can find Johnny uh, perfectionchocolates.com.au is the store's uh, website. It's in Rose Bay in Sydney. Chocolatejohnny.com is Johnny's personal brand, where you can find him and you know book him to speak at a conference in I don't know twenty twenty four. By the way, we're going at the moment. But anyway, mate, great story. Love your work, Johnny, and uh, thanks for putting a smile on so many people's faces. Thank you, mate. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Tim. Really appreciate it. Have a good one and stay safe. Well, there you go, team. What a good fellow. Johnny Capos of Perfection Chocolates and Sweets. Stay safe indeed. Very good advice in these uh, challenging times, Johnny. All right, here's my top three attention grabbers from that chat with him. Attention grabber number one. I love how upbeat and positive Johnny is. What a great business mission he has, to make people feel loved, as he said. And what was his comment? It takes exactly the same energy to smile as it does to frown. So it is tough times right now, but if you can find that little ounce of positivity to inject into your marketing, it's going to be felt by the people at the other end, your precious prospects and clients. Attention grabber number two. I loved his take on apps and the new social media apps in particular, asking himself one simple question each time. How can I make money from this app? I encourage you to do the same. And attention grabber number three, 
I love how he uses social media to guide his followers to where he wants them, either inside his store or buying from him online. And I especially love how he does this via his live streaming. Remember, this is a guy who owns a a bricks and mortar chocolate shop, right? Yet he's getting clients from all over the world, including the Pope. Pretty amazing. That's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, give me a buzz on 0480-015-150 you got five minutes, up to five minutes, to let me know, and I might just play it on an upcoming episode. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. Yes, indeedly, doodly team. It's time to reward another motivated listener for listening to this podcast and taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner is... Resume writer and career support provider, Nicole Wren of goresumes.com.au. Nicole writes, hey, Tim, love the show and decided to write and let you know, as I know how great customer feedback is. I have a resume writing and career support service and have implemented many of your tips over the years. Thank you so much for listening for that long, Nicole. She says, I get a lot of inquiries from people wanting help to update their resumes and asking if I can help. I previously would answer yes and provide them with a quote. Recently, however, I've taken a different approach. Now, each time I get an inquiry, I conduct a brief review of their resume and then provide them personalised feedback. I explain to them in point form what I suggest their resume needs and how I'd improve it. This takes only a short time and the result has been a massive increase in conversions. That is awesome, Nicole, because it results in trust and they know what I'm doing and what they can expect from my service. Keep up the great work, Tim. Nicole. Well done, Nicole. GoResumes.com.au is where you'll find her. Nicole, you have won a full range of Liars non-alcoholic spirits, vouchers to use for Sendall, Torsion Bar and Tradies. You get promotion on this show. You get a backlink in the show notes. Everyone else, email me, tim at timreid, reid.com.au. Let me know one idea that's working for you to grow your beautiful business that you've learned from this show. And if I read it out on air, you win. Well... That's almost it for episode 524. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, go ahead and join the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook. It's free. We nearly have 700 members and we're all sharing ideas about business growth, marketing hacks. We're holding each other accountable. There's some great conversations inside that Facebook group. Next week, we catch up with Adam Linforth, who is the proud owner of Budgie Smugglers, an iconic Australian brand, an iconic Australian swimwear brand. If you've got something to tell me, be sure to give me a buzz, 0480-015-150. Put that in your phone under Timbo or Marketing Gold or something. I don't care what it is, but give us a buzz. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, then you'll find 523 more episodes on the Podcast One Australia app. I'd love you to let other business owners know about this podcast, by the way, which is presented by me, Timbo Reed, and gingerly stitched together by a bunch of fancy podcast execs over at Podcast One Australia. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.